Hi everyone, it's Roger here from what's on DisneyPlus.com, a quick Disney Plus news roundup. We're going to be talking about how some of those removed Disney Plus originals have come back. We're also going to be talking about Disney having a big crackdown on password sharing. And also my thoughts on the new episode of Ahsoka. But before we go any further, make sure you do hit that subscribe button to keep up with the latest Disney Plus news. Let's start off talking about some of the Disney Plus originals that got removed from Disney Plus earlier this summer as part of an impairment charge, which saw Disney write off over $2 billion worth of content to help kind of make their streaming services a lot more profitable. And they removed um, over 100 plus shows and films um, from the services around the world. And yeah, it basically sucked. But the good news is some of those films have now been re-released on digital platforms to purchase. Now at the minute it just looks like it's just in the US and it's only a select few films. So it's basically the Walt Disney Studios films. Things like uh, Better Nate Than Ever, you've also got Timmy Failure, you've got Flora and Ulysses, and even um, Rosalind, um, Cheaper by the Dozen, and also Crater. So it's primarily the, I would say, the better of the films, you know, the ones that were pretty good. The One and Only Ivan is another film that was in there. Not everything has been brought back, I'll be honest. There was one film I was looking forward to seeing again, which was The Princess. Hopefully that one gets added back at some point. Um, again, so not everything has been brought back. So it's a very, very limited number of films. I'm really glad that they have at least brought back these films available to purchase or rent. No word yet if they're going to be doing this with other shows like Big Shot or Willow or anything like that. I'll be honest, I think it's probably just the films that they feel like there was at least some value in there. I think, you know, it wouldn't be at all surprised if some of those films end up getting put onto other platforms at some point. Under no circumstances do I expect them to come back to Disney Plus for any time soon. As part of being an impairment charge, they basically can't come back to Disney Plus because that would just, yeah, it just kind of defeats the whole point of the process. But they can put it onto other platforms and kind of, you know, make some money off that and that kind of comes off. God, it's a very complicated system. So I know some people are like, well, they shouldn't have removed them. They should put them back on Disney Plus. And it's like, we really have kind of two choices. We either accept the fact that they are back to buy and rent, or we don't get them at all. Personally, I prefer them being back, at least to be able to, for some people to be able to watch them. There are other ones I would have liked to have seen them all come back, but at least with those films, they're not completely just thrown into the recycling bin and never to be seen ever again. At least some of them are now available. Kind of good news, kind of bad news, but it kind of follows what uh, we saw from Warner Brothers Discovery. They removed stuff, but they did also put some of them up to purchase. I think that's the better way of doing it, rather than a complete removal. At least put them up to buy on other platforms and stuff. But yeah, so good news if you want to watch the film. So you like Crater and you never got around to watching it because they removed it after like four weeks. Didn't Like why? Um, you can at least watch it, you can rent it and stuff like that. But yeah, whether or not we see physical releases, very much doubt it. I think this is just kind of it's sort of scratching the surface. But I think this is good news. I think this is a, a, a better way of doing it. And they should, probably should have done this way before. They should actually put them out on digital platforms before they removed them. That would have probably been a better way of doing it. But nevertheless, let me know what you think of this in the comments below. Let's now talk about password sharing. Um, earlier this year, Disney said that it was going to be cracking down on password sharing and that it would be sort of sending out a new user agreement later this year. And it has started to do so. Uh, Disney Plus subscribers in Canada have been starting to get emails all ahead of the launch of the new ad-supported tier, which is launching in Canada on the 1st of November. Alongside that, there's also going to be um, kind of a shift around in terms of its non-ad-supported tiers. Um, so we're going to be getting uh, standard, which is basically like we've got now, 
but with less concurrent streams, you can only have two people watching at any one time. You're also not gonna have 4K and some of the sound is not as good. And then you have premium, which is basically what we have now, where you can watch four screens at once. Um, you can watch in 4K, you've got um, Dolby Atmos and stuff like that. So generally, the premium is what we all have now. Um, so this new system is coming in on the 1st of November. So they're sending out this user agreement that you've kind of got to agree to. And in there, there is some wording about the idea of password sharing and how they're kind of basically going to deal with the clampdown. The terms and conditions state that unless otherwise permitted by your service tier, you may not share your subscription outside of your household. And a household means that the collection of devices associated with your primary personal residence that are used by individuals who reside there within. Additional usage rules may apply for certain service tiers. We may, in your sole discretion, analyze the use of your account to determine compliance with this agreement. If we determine that you have violated the agreement, we may limit or terminate access to the service or take any other steps as permitted in this agreement. It also states that you will be responsible for any use of your account by your household, including compliance with this section. Now, I think there are two ways in which they are kind of, kind of do these restrictions. The first off is the concurrent streams. This has actually been in place since Disney Plus originally launched back in 2019, where we were only allowed to have four at once. Um, however, they never really have been enforcing it, but that's probably gonna be changing and we're gonna start seeing those messages. Um, with this whole thing of like, uh, like primary residence, it's very vague, it's very bit iffy. I think that some people that could look at this in different ways, like traveling, you know, if you're traveling and you're in a hotel or, or something like that, you know, I would say that that would be perfectly legitimate because you have not changed your primary residence. That is where you live. You're on the same devices that you would normally use. And therefore that to me would be, I would seem that would be correct. And I don't see a problem with that. And I don't think Disney would have a problem with that. They're not gonna, they have to have a fine line between being too strict, that's gonna annoy customers and also protecting profits. You know, there's a line that they have to do. So that's, I don't think like traveling is gonna be a major issue. Um, we're probably going to start seeing like prompts for passwords and like uh, codes and stuff. Uh, I think they've been doing a little bits of testing with that. Um, I know my mum had that message, <laughs> so we've uh, we've you know we've had to deal with that and kind of get a new subscription for her. Um, and I'm going to have to have a conversation with my in-laws at some point saying that they're not going to. I'm going to be honest. I you know we do it. Uh, this like one of those things, isn't it? You know um, how many of us realistically do it? And you know it. The streaming services have been basically just turning a blind eye to this for years. Netflix used to even kind of promote it. Obviously, they did a big crackdown earlier this year and they um, got about 6 million subscribers. You know, you get a lot of initial feedback of like people being negative about, I'm going to unsubscribe, I'm going to unsubscribe, I'm not going to do this. Most of them probably don't. And also, there's a other line of things. If, if you've got five households using Disney Plus and you're only using one account and, you know, yeah, essentially at that point, yeah, it's gone beyond a point. I, I would say that, you know, that would be a reasonable use. There are other issues which I definitely see that are problems. You know, like if you have um, a student and they've gone off to university and they're only there maybe like a few months of the year or something like that, um, that what, how does that count in? How are they going to work that out? Um, I mean, I would say again, you know, if they are for example, still their primary residence is at home and they're registered to vote at home and that device is at home for half the year, I would probably say that's probably, I would probably say that would be fine. But obviously, you know, if your mum lives in a different house and your, your brother lives in a different house, there's gonna be some points where there is gonna be some issues. It's gonna be a bit bumpy. It's not gonna be the way we're used to doing it. Um, 
it it's kind of a weird thing you know i've heard other people saying you're like well my kids have access to it yeah and we are we are going to get to a point where disney plus is going to have to do a crackdown it has got a little bit too spread out i think there are other ways of looking at this as well i think with disney making deals with like cable providers and mobile providers more households are going to end up with access to disney plus anyway through these systems and i think you know, with the introduction of the ad tier, that's much cheaper, that's an alternative. Um, but Netflix has done it, it is a little bit of an issue. Um, I mean, I will say, you know, with some of my family members with Netflix, where, you know, they got cut off from Netflix and they haven't bothered subscribing, and I don't know if they would do. But then ultimately, from Netflix's point of view, I could see why, well, that's a, a user that's just basically not helping us at all. And yeah, it's a very, very tricky situation, and they have got to balance it. And it's not good on either side. I think, you know, password sharing has got a little bit um, too lenient and therefore I can see why the streaming services are trying to cut down on it. But also there's a practicality for a lot of us that, you know, we don't all just live in one household. You know, like for me, yeah, I could have, you know, I could have the basic account and, you know, we only really watch it on one device, but I do use my phone for using bits and pieces and checking stuff out. But we generally only watch on one device. But, you know, we travel, we go on holiday, you know, we do stuff, we do leave the house with our phones. And I think, you know, if you've got your phone, that is a device that's got an ID which is going to be registered, it's going to be used, so they'll know. It's when you start having maybe two IPs constantly streaming in two different locations, they're going to be able to see this. Um, that's where they're probably going to do a crackdown. We don't know how they're going to do it, how strict they're going to be, how they're going to do it. I think they've got to be a fine line of doing it. Um, yeah, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky for them to do. They're going to have to balance this well. If they go too strict, it's going to backfire. If they go too lenient, it's not going to work either. I think the concurrent stream system is maybe the way to go, and that's kind of the easiest way of doing it and going, well, you can only watch two streams at once. And if you're sharing it with three family members and you're trying to watch it in the evening and you're when the new Ahsoka episode drops, yeah, one of you ain't getting in. So I would imagine if you're the... Uh, the the owner and you can't get in you change that password <laughs> but you know what i mean i think there is this line and i think we've got to look at it i'll be honest you know we're we're in that zone you know I, this is this is something that you know we're gonna to have to deal with, with some of my family members and not just with you know we've not just had it with um disney plus other streaming services as well we you know we've already gone through this once with netflix earlier this year and we have, well, I have to make a little bit of changes. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky, and I know a lot of us are gonna have to deal with this. Obviously, our initial reactions is no, it's gonna cost me more money, and yeah, that's really ultimately what the companies want from you. They want more money. Um, they're gonna you know maybe look at you know if you've got a family member that doesn't maybe use it very often, maybe you could look at putting them on the ad supported tier when that one launches. Um, especially I think especially with um, older families, I know that I think that's for me. Sort of something I've been noticing like with my friends and stuff is usually it's more um, your parents using it but also parents are in the kids. It's, it's, there's so many different ways that this could work out but yeah so changes are coming um, we've got it also coming to um, Europe as well with a new ad supported tier but I think this concurrent stream system is the way to go forward I don't think in the US they're quite going to do that same system that we're going to have because obviously they've got to bring in the big green monster first um, to kind of sort all it out but yeah so password sharing just be aware that things are going to start changing and um, you know, they're going to start getting a little bit more stricter on it. Um, you know, whether or not that's more 
notes asking you to sign in, more like check your you know, emails where you get the validation code that comes through. Things like that, I think we're gonna start seeing this kicking in a bit more, but let us know what you think of all this in the comments below. Quick note on the writer's strike. The deal got made this past weekend, and now they have met and they have basically decided to end the strike. So writers can now go back to work, which is fantastic. The uh, members of the union are gonna have to vote on the deal, but it's expected that that will go through without a problem. So now essentially it means now writers' rooms can start up and they can start making adjustments to scripts and basically get moving again. You know, we've not really had any movement on writing since before May. Obviously they have to sort out with the actors as well to get that strike resolved. I suspect that'll be done quite quickly as well. There's a lot of framework that came from the writers' strike with the new agreement. There's lots of stuff in there where they're getting paid for residuals. Their data has to be given to the union to help pay stuff out. There's more protection. Uh, more protect so I think overall a lot of that's probably going to get uh, moved over to um, SAG which I think is probably a good thing for everyone and they're all getting paid more yeah in general but this and this is the side effect of this and there's no point in sugarcoating it with um, the studios having to pay out more for residuals and more to make stuff and to create stuff Ultimately, yeah, we as consumers are going to be the ones that will ultimately pay for this. This is why we're going to see those password crackdowns, why we're seeing price rises. Ultimately, if the prices of stuff goes up to make, it's going to pass on to us. And that's how every business works. That's just, you know, if the price of milk goes up, it's going to go up at the supermarket. That's just kind of how um, business works. So just be aware of that one. But yeah, the strikes for the writers are now done. Which is great now they just need to get these actors going and then just get everyone back to work but let us know what you think of all this in the comments below moving on from there let's now talk about what's new on disney plus today so the big new release really was a brand new episode of ahsoka so i'm going to get into that one in a minute um other new releases in the us and in canada last night we did have the first episode of dancing with the stars the new live um, show so that was live streamed and then it's also available on demand so you can check that one out now there was also a new latin american series um l pop so you can check that one out additionally we did get some new other content like here in the uk we've got new episodes of welcome to wrexham uh the emilio show and other bits and pieces but let's now jump into my thoughts on today's episode of ahsoka so let's say there is going to be some mild spoilers in here but let's jump into it so my initial thoughts and another fantastic episode. I really enjoyed this one. This was where everything kind of came together. We got the penultimate episode of the series leading up to next week's where I'm guessing we're going to end up having like maybe Ahsoka um, and the, the crew like stuck in time or stuck where they are so that they have to get back and Thrawn gets back or something like that. That's where I'd imagine things are going to happen because, you know, they're setting up the new film, they're setting up the new series and stuff. I did like the fact that there was little nods in here to what's happened in The Mandalorian because they're all going to start having a big crossover. A couple of big cameos as one specifically with, um, well, C-3PO. I mean, that was something I was expecting. In some way, I liked it, but it seemed a little bit of a cheap way of getting um, Hera out of situation with um, the the committee. Though I do think that that um, guy that's on the committee, I think he's Imperial. He's, he's there's something dodgy going on with him because he's he's fighting very hard for someone that doesn't seem to agree with him. But that's my own little thing. Thrawn again in this was great. There's loads of action. Loads of, um, it was a very action-packed episode. Great seeing Ezra kind of using the Force and stuff. I thought that was good. Um, yeah, in the, the fight, sort of the battle uh, with Ahsoka and stuff, I thought that was interesting with the fact that she actually didn't even want to fight him. She just kind of got away from him. 
Uh, yeah, lots of action. I mean, kind of feel bad for the little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where, you know, they can't really fight, but they can throw stuff and they just basically lock down, which is kind of, in some way, like a turtle anyway. And, you know, they don't re you don't really think of um, fighting turtles unless they're ninjas. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this whole thing. I mean, it's going to be a shame when he leaves them because obviously it's been ho for a while. But yeah, I... Yeah, I also like the fact that they even had that, like, little dog thing was inside this shell with them, kind of being protected. Because at one point, I did think, well, what about the dog? What's, what's happened to that one? And he was inside, so I did like that. But yeah, so overall, I really enjoyed it. Great episode. Um, again, Thrawn just kind of thinking f ahead of them and kind of getting everything prepared, basically, to leave them behind. So he doesn't really care either way. Lots of great stuff in this episode. I thought it was fantastic. But yeah, let me know what you thought of it in the comments below. In our comment of the day, which comes from Chris, who says, do you think we'll get those releases of discs in Europe? This is in reference to like Loki and The Mandalorian as well here in the UK, just because I've not seen them on Amazon yet. I hope we get the WandaVision Mando ones. It would be cool to even just get a regular Blu-ray. would be nice as not everyone needs 4K. So obviously this is in reference to like the, the release of Loki. Now I know here in the UK, Zavi have actually got them and they're gonna be selling the Mandalorian stuff. Now with regards to kind of, you know, this one um, is actually the Blu-ray version. It's not the 4K version. So there is like two different versions of it. Um, I'll be honest, I actually think this is the best way for them to do it, is just put out like one version or like, keep it simple. You don't need this, you know, you are paying obviously for a steel case book, but as we're seeing with physical media kind of dropping off, uh, it's becoming more of a niche product and therefore keeping costs down by maybe just making one thing for collectors who are the prime audience. I think, you know, we've just been hearing this past week that Target are gonna be removing um, physical media from their stores in the US. They're gonna be going. So therefore it just makes more sense to just kind of make these versions nice, make them look good for collectors and keep things simple. I think that's the best thing business-wise. I think, I think that has been one of the problems with um, some of the physical media stuff of having too many SKUs, too many different variants, too many covers. It might be all right for collectors, but I think they've spread it out. You know, when they release a DVD version, they did a DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, maybe just kind of have a physical. I also think there was a big mistake with physical with trying to run too many, too many formats all at once. I think that was a big problem. I think it like diluted how what devices people have and stuff. But yeah, but yeah. So you can find them at retailers. Not everywhere has. I know, like in um, um, the Netherlands and stuff, they've been having difficulty. So you might need to import it. This is going to become something that's going to become much more of a bigger issue moving forward for many countries as they are removing their physical ones. But if you do want it, you're essentially going to have to pay for it, unfortunately. But because um, there's just less and less people wanting them, and so it's yeah, it's supply and demand, and they. The supplies are lower, so the man's, it's, it's just one of those things. But let me know what you think of all this in the comments below. Go check us out over at what's on at disneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe, and I shall see you guys soon. Laters.